It's Christmas! Hello and welcome to A Christmas Binge, your new favourite Christmas listening tradition. The mince pies have been in the supermarket since October. Buble is already getting significant play, but we are officially into the second week of December, so we're well into the full festive swing. My name is Brittany Stewart. I'm a Melbourne-based journalist, host of another podcast called Beauty Island, and an absolute Christmas obsessive. Last year, as a podcast fanatic, I desperately wanted to find something festive to add to my podcast rotation in December to get me in the mood. I couldn't find anything, so this year... I decided to do it myself. Christmas goodwill or purely selfish, you decide. A Christmas Binge is all about celebrating the spirit of the season by chatting to interesting people to find out how they celebrate. Each episode in the lead up to Christmas, I sit down with someone and ask them about their favourite Christmas films and music, the food that fills their Christmas table and of course their unique Christmas traditions. This week, things are a little different and I'm joined by not one, but two guests. If you are a podcast fan, you likely already know them. Today I am celebrating Christmas with Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald of the insanely good and popular Shameless podcast. Pop culture journalists, hosts and founders of Shameless Media, they've built a media empire that counts three generations among its loyal fans. Their flagship podcast, Shameless, has been downloaded more than six million times. They've won Australia's most popular podcast, the Australian Podcast Awards this year, and they've been written about in everything from The Guardian to The New York Times. And they also just so happen to be my former colleagues and actually interns at Mamma Mia. As well as being highly talented and successful, they're also amongst the most generous, hilarious and kind people that I know. So... I headed to Shameless HQ, we donned festive hats and chatted about the Aussie Christmas TV show we're all obsessed with, their theory on why there are so few new good Christmas movies, a rant about Michael Bublé and a controversial opinion on Christmas cake. A quick reminder about this episode and the whole season. I'm so privileged to have had family and Christmas experiences that make it a time of year that I love, but I know for many people... For so many different reasons, Christmas can be really difficult. So I just wanted to flag that this podcast largely deals with the positive and often indulgent side of Christmas. And we're very lucky to have the privilege and the freedom to talk about things like the food we're eating and the way we celebrate and gifts and family. So if it is a topic you find hard, this might not be the podcast for you right now. But if this is you, please know that you're not alone and I'll be talking about that perspective on Christmas throughout the season as well. I'll also be sharing some ways that you can give back this Christmas, so listen in each episode for that. And of course, I'll share all the links and info that you will need to do that in the show notes of each episode. A reminder, if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A very big thank you and Merry Christmas to the people who have already done so. I really, really appreciate it. For more Christmas chat and memes and more, you can follow me on Instagram at a Christmas binge and have a listen to my award nominated beauty podcast, Beauty Island, to delve into the memories behind people's favourite beauty products. The link is in the show notes. For now, over to Michelle and Zara. Enjoy. Zara Michelle, welcome to A Christmas Binge. Brittany, hello. Hello, Brittany. I love this podcast idea. 
Thank you very much. I've dressed kind of in I was theme. about to say, did you purposefully dress on theme today or is this just... This is my December wardrobe, essentially. You do wear oh, a lot of red. You carry red very, very well, if oh, I do say so myself. Thank you very much. Now, obviously, we know each other because we used to work together at Mamma Mia, but if I was meeting you for the first time at a family <laughs> Christmas... At a family Christmas. How would you introduce yourselves to me? Oh, my gosh. I, I always introduce myself as with my name and then if someone asks, like, who I am or what I do, I always... My signifier is my job is yours. Yeah, but then I always struggle to explain my job to That's anyone over the age of 30. And even some people below the age of 30, I get very uncomfortable and awkward about it. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm just I, in the media. I don't know how to describe it. So let's say I would say, hi, I'm Zara. <laughs> I'd say, cool. Nice to meet you, Zara. Uh, I'm a journalist. Oh, what kind of journalism do you do? Or oh, actually, I work in podcasts. Oh, my gosh. What podcasts do you make? Oh, podcasts for women. What are they about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always have an, I have an existential crisis, though, when it comes to the word journalist because like I don't do much actual journalism anymore well it depends how you define journalism which is very off topic when it comes to Christmas but I also (laughs) struggle with introducing myself at family Christmas and general Christmas chit chat I think your journalism issue comes from the fact you didn't study straight journalism yeah I did media at uni Melbourne anyway we're getting way off track wow bring it back existential crisis happen at Christmas (laughs) it's true though (laughs) I think that idea of how do you introduce yourself at family Christmas is funny because it's like if you've been through a breakup or if you're single or if something's happened it's the place where you need to describe it like when someone it's usually a breakup I reckon where it becomes very obvious also not to put a real dampener on the whole festive vibe but apparently the most likely time to get a separation from your marriage is Christmas time oh my god I feel like they always say that but about no, it's Valentine's true. Day as well isn't there there's some date in December like December 12th and it's like because Christmas is coming mm-hmm. and you've got the pressure like I don't want to spend time with them that you go Yep. Yeah. And it's a nostalgic time. Everyone's feeling romantic. And if you're not feeling like you're in love, you're probably feeling the opposite of that. And you're probably more likely to just chop it. Yeah, that anima- the thought of like introducing them to your family. <laughs> you're like, oh. So is that your introduction? We just go deep into the DNA. Did that answer it? I don't know what you're after, Brittany. Um, I think so. What would you say? Yeah, I would say the same. It would be what you do, I guess. Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't it funny? Because it's like, all right, you spend most of your time at your job, but it's not like you are yeah but I find particularly in the last year or so my identity has been quite tied up with work so it makes sense that if someone was to ask me who I am I would just say I am my job (laughs) (laughs) that is the saddest little quote I've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) to make things a bit merrier I've got some crack do you call these crackers or bonbons 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 duh bonbons you you British thing charmer (laughs) to do who am I doing all right Zara and I are doing it okay I have to do this how I always do it at Christmas time. Do you have a technique that means yeah. that you win? Because yeah. I also have a technique. Yeah. I know she's going to fucking win. It's always <laughs> the case. She always Give me it. one-ups me. Yeah, you just cheat. <laughs> I just pulled the whole thing. That was so snappy. You just went in there. It smells like smoke. So These s- always smell like smoke. Every single year for as long as I have done bonbons at Christmas, nobody ever considers that people cheat doing <laughs> bonbons. But I am a bonbon cheat. I will just grab the entire so you're going <laughs> straight, half of it. Straight for the middle section. I go for the middle and no one expects you to see I'm a more subtle and clearly less effective cheater in that I try and wrap my thumb around the base of it but if you're just going to out and out cheat like that there's shameless no cheating I'm so naive and ignorant I thought it was this Brittany was you and I will do it because I'm okay. less of a cheater <laughs> Michelle lost again let the record show Michelle lost again All right okay do you want me to not cheat this time yes I, I promise actually I'm gonna you hold it and I'm gonna try and do your cheating thing okay this okay. is what I thought you did 
Yes. <laughs> Which was Bravo. <laughs> For those Brittany. who couldn't see, Brit literally just grabbed the entire thing out of my hand. <laughs> it didn't even pop. Or I crackle. would read out one of my Bond. shitty jokes, but I don't have any because I didn't win any. All right. Here Thanks, Brit. Oh my God, this is a good one. What is Andy Murray's favourite dish? This is one of my favourite parts of Christmas, by the way. <gasps> Andy Murray's favourite. Okay, so it's something to do with tennis or like, um, what are the serves? Serve. Ooh. First serve. What? Ace. I don't know. <laughs> Bangers and smash. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were quite good. Like first serve of That's Christmas dinner. So That's so bad. Tennis. All right. What do you call an elephant that flies? Dreams. What do you call? <laughs> Wait, what? Did you say dreams? I don't get it. Because it doesn't happen in real life. It's a dream. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I get what you mean. Can't, that's not that funny, though. It's a bit earnest of you, Brit. An elephant that flies is called a jumbo jet. Oh, that's God. pretty bad. God, I hate these. What do you call a row of men waiting for a haircut? Uh, I don't uh, think this is Christmas related at all. <laughs> none of them are Christmas related. I'm so devastated. What, what is, is it? it? It's a barbecue. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh, that is so disappointing. Very festive, though. I'm in the mood now. Mm. The other part about bonbons that I love is the little crowns. But yes. my mum's side of the family, we always try to put the crowns on. But that side of the family has abnormally large heads, so they <laughs> always break straight away. Mitch, my boyfriend has a head that's too large for these cl- clowns. I was about to say clowns. Crowns. Clowns. I don't actually know what they're called. These are pretty like shit as far as crowns go. They're pretty mediocre. These these were a pack of five dollar crackers. <laughs> <and holes. laughs> right. Thank you so much for spending all your money on us. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Now to warm us up a bit further, I thought the best way to kind of gauge where you are when it comes to Christmas is a quick fire round of this or that, and then there's some yes or no's. Done. Seafood or roast? What are you eating? Roast. Both. Both. Can I answer I'll that? Allow it. Seafood for entree, roast for lunch. Your mum does love some seafood. She loves it. Mince pies or Christmas pudding? Neither. Neither. Ooh, sorry. And Ooh, and two different versions of neither and neither at the same time. <laughs> and I gather you feel the same way about Christmas, like fruit cake. Then? Yes. Yep. All fruit cake thing. in the bin. Any cake or dessert with a dried fruit in it. This get is a big sweeping generalisation, but I'm going to stand it's a by. Great one. Get in the bin. Yep. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Fruit and dessert, sorry. What about and apple bin. pie? What about fruit on pavlova? No. Nah. I will see, Brittany, I'm intolerant to most fruit. So I'm not really the person to ask. But well, particularly dried fruit, I can't deal with dried fruit in any capacity. I find dried fruit a bit rank. And sorry, I hate the word rank. <laughs> rank. Especially now I just <laughs> Suddenly I feel like we're in the U9 <laughs> corridor at high school. Um, okay, Brussels sprouts. No. Yes. No, absolutely not. Does your... Do you or do whoever cooks on Christmas? Do they do anything fancy with Brussels sprouts? So like I haven't had Christmas. Bacon or I haven't had Brussels sprouts with every Christmas lunch, but I do like them with my roast. So if I was to demand them, I would. Just cooked well, not with anything extra. Is that a bit bad? No, that's great. That's like pure Brussels sprouts. Yeah, like a bit of butter and stuff. All you need. Me and me spices. <laughs> <laughs> my butter. Spices. <laughs> I know it was a joke. Um, going out on Christmas Eve. Yes. Yes. No? Oh, yes. Big yes. But Christmas Day, no. For the hangover. I do it every year and I regret it. Mitch and I do it every year as well and we're always hungover on Christmas morning but Mitch's mum makes the best chocolate chip pancakes and she makes them every Christmas and it is (gasps) delightful. What a way to recover. Like if you're going to recover from a night out, chocolate chip pancakes is the way to do it. I always go out on Christmas Eve but I often get home about midnight so I don't ruin Christmas because I've seen a couple of ruined Christmases my sister ruined it for herself once and couldn't eat the entire Christmas day and it was a tragedy I don't get home you got to get home around like 1am at the latest yeah you can't ruin yourself what about you Britis no I I love the idea of it but I've got too much to do to put 
<laughs> that is the definition of a Christmas tragic. <laughs> I wear it proudly. Too much to I do. And then obviously we are in the first week of December at the minute, but tree up slash listen to music before the 1st of December or no? Yes, b- before. Actually, tree up, I reckon 1st of December onwards. Music is absolutely fine from early November. I do want to disagree. I feel like you need to condense the amount of time where you are listening to Christmas carols because it makes it more special. Oh and if you're gosh. just going to listen to Christmas carols for two months, it doesn't feel as like jovial and fun and festive. So I would prefer only hearing Christmas carols in December. See, I just think I'm a purist. No, you're not. You don't even like Christmas carols that much. You're just trying to pretend. Because we're on a Christmas podcast. Michelle's pretending that she <laughs> likes Christmas carols, but she actually hates them. I was in Maya the other day. It was like halfway through November and I was shopping and they had Mariah Carey on All I Want for Christmas and all of like the Christmas paraphernalia. And I was like, this is brilliant marketing. All I want to do right now is shop. It's an amazing psychology. So I don't know how I got there. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that takes us to on the Christmas scale of indifferent, couldn't care less, slash maybe hate it to like staying at home at Christmas Eve so you can put your stockings <laughs> up obsessive. Where do you sit on the scale? Uh, I am probably, see, it's weird because some aspects of Christmas I love so intensely, like the family aspect of Christmas and seeing my friends and catching up more and the social aspect of Christmas is my favorite thing ever. It's definitely my favorite time of year. I absolutely adore that. The like mechanics of Christmas when it comes to getting out old decorations that are covered in dust and putting them up on a tree that'll probably give me an asthma attack. Not a huge fan she of that side Christmas of things. Then. I don't I think d- you can lo- pretend to love Christmas if you don't like those parts. No, but I Brit, do. would you agree? I think, well... I love we- the baking of Christmas. Yeah. Christmas baking, Christmas food... All of that stuff I'm so into. Christmas Carol's absolutely into it when it's actually around Christmas. Not b- Zara she plays- wants all the beauty without any of the grit. <laughs> Zara <laughs> plays shitty, and I mean shitty when I say shitty, shitty Christmas carols on like the 1st of November. And to me, too early. You've got to condense it and make it special. I'm just about the specialness of things. I would sit probably three quarters of the way up when it comes to the Christmas scale. I'm not your level Brit where I'm obsessed with every single aspect, but I absolutely get into a routine when it comes to December and I have movies and TV shows and rituals that I very, very much enjoy maintaining. I reckon I'd be what, four fifths? Of the way up. Too deep into the I think, I, I think I get a seven and you get an eight point five. Maybe out of ten. Fair. That's Fair. Oh my god! Why didn't we do that? Why do we create our own scale with our own <laughs> decimal seven, places and, and fractions? <laughs> so I would be about an eight and a half. I'm not a Christmas tragic, but I love Christmas. I'm not like Michelle. I'm not like a superficial Christmas lover. I love all of the details too. I'm. <laughs> I'm Michelle fucking hates me. Oh, can I swear? I didn't ask. <laughs> Michelle fucking sure hates can. me right now. I love every part of Christmas. I love. I actually. I love the family aspect of it in particular I think when you see your cousins because you don't see them during the year particularly as you get older and the families get bigger I love the social aspect but I love 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 walking into shops and seeing decorations I love cities with tinsel and whatever it might be I just decorations around the city are beautiful like it makes me very happy (laughs) I think that's the sign as well obviously supermarkets are bringing in mince pies in what September October I think when cities and places put up Christmas trees and decorations. And they've all gone up this week and I'm so excited That's to see it. That's the marker it. that like we're into it. We're we, it has begun. It we has are begun. on. So talking of things to get you in the festive mood, I feel like everyone has a film or a TV show or something that they watch to get into the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. What is your, what is that for you? What is your go-to? I have two of the most basic bitch 
things I'm going to say. You can oh almost God, guess here them. we go. Love, love Actually <laughs> and The Holiday. Great. The great. Best. Both great films though. You're fine. Oh, Love Actually I often watch closer to Christmas. Usually, It's actually usually like a couple of days before Christmas. This year I'm going to the Moonlight Cinema and watching it at um, the Moonlight Cinema. Amazing. So it's mid-December. So I'm usually going, I'm going a bit early. I'm jumping the gun. The Holiday I usually watch early December, which means it's probably time for the holiday. Should we watch it at work? Yeah, I'll watch it with you at work. For sure. <laughs> I also have two things. I watch While You Were Sleeping, which isn't necessarily a Christmas film. Is that it, Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock. It's my mum's favourite film ever. So we always watch it in December. A lot of it is based around Christmas time and New Year's time. So it's got that wintry american feel to it and it's just a great movie it's from the you would like while you were you would like it sarah we need to have a movie night actually where we watch it it's very 90s very sandra bullock you would really enjoy it i know i jumped my whole leather jacket shook and brit i think i put you onto this i i don't know if i was the one to put you onto it a very moody christmas which is an abc series mitch and i watch it actually every single year and i remember i told you about it when we worked together at mamma mia it's just an incredible hilarious very creative and witty TV series that aired on ABC. It would have been like 2014, maybe 2013 even. But great actors. I've seen it since it aired. I actually want to go back and watch it this Christmas. It's so much fun. For those who haven't seen it, every episode is another year. So they go from the family Christmas, say, in 2008, and then the next episode is the family Christmas in 2009, and you discover all the things that changed in the family within that year. Where do you watch it now? Is it's it on iView? It's on, and I think it's on Stan. Oh my God, I'm actually going to go Stan. home and on watch it On one of the streaming services. And I have to say, yes, you introduced me to this a few years ago. And as someone who has watched things like Love Actually and The Holiday an extortionate amount of times, I <laughs> needed something fresh and new for Christmas. And I am obsessed. It's so good, guys. I am going to go home and watch it again tonight. I'm so going to do that. And I love that Zara tried to paint me as the person who's not into Christmas. I watch that every year yeah. and Mitch and I love it. Every time we that decide. doesn't save you. <laughs> but it's an entire show dedicated. And <laughs> how many episodes are there? Like eight? At least, yeah, six or seven. It's so good. And the so romances. So funny. Spoilers. My boyfriend loved it as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would prefer that to love actually. It's a great um, one to watch with the boyfriend. And particularly because Australian Christmas coming from the UK is a bit of a, not a foreign concept, but it's still something strange. So this where it's like, the ultimate Aussie family doing the barbecue. Like, I find it so fascinating. It's very, uh, it's like a mixture of homely and really weird at the same time. Like, it's quite quirky. Yeah, it is quite quirky. It's got a bit of a castle, like the castle yes, vibes. Yes, Like huge, definitely. the castle vibes. For sure. Cross with like, packed to the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> what a sell. But definitely on the to watch list this Christmas. Yes. I'm just popping in here for our special segment about another great way that you can give back to others this Christmas. Last week, we talked about the brilliant initiative, A New Day Box, a way to send a message of support to a woman in family violence crisis. Today, I want to bring your attention to Buy From The Bush. What started as a hashtag has turned into a brilliant online campaign and platform to support farmers and communities struggling with drought by buying from regional and rural small businesses who live in drought-ravaged communities. New South Wales and Queensland are facing some of the worst droughts on record, and you've no doubt seen what such a dry environment can lead to with the awful fires still raging around the country. So, here's a way you can help support the farmers and many regional Australians coping with one of the worst droughts in living history, and also tick off the list of buying all your friends and family brilliant Christmas presents. With almost 150,000 followers on the Buy From The Bush Instagram account, you can shop gorgeous homewares, accessories, fashion, food, art, 
cards, wrapping paper, basically anything you can think of. Beautiful products that you wouldn't find in conventional stores anyway. And any bets you won't be able to resist buying something for yourself too. So get shopping and make sure you've made your purchases by the 15th of December to make sure that they arrive before the big day. And even better, if you prefer shopping in real life and you live in Sydney, Sydney will also host its first Buy From The Bush pop-up market in Martin Place and that is happening on Thursday the 12th of December. Just visit the Instagram account at Buy From The Bush. The link is in the show notes and get spending for good and to find out more about the pop-up market and to help make someone else's Christmas that extra bit special this year. And in terms of on the other end of the scale of the worst Christmas film or the worst, oh. the thing that you, is there one that you can't stand? Or are you generally all right with most I Christmas I mean, you things? didn't like Last Christmas. You just went and saw that. Yeah, so that was the film that is all over the movies this year called Last Christmas, as Miss Shish said. I thought it was a horrendous film. And I have terrible movie taste. Like, I feel like I need to use this as a disclaimer. Like, I, I love a bad Christmas movie, but... This was that was a horrendous storyline, Britt. You've just told me you bought your tickets to watch it. So good luck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Saturday before Christmas. I used to love Home Alone. I know you said bad movies. The first three are bad. The fourth one is really good. Oh. I yeah. don't think I've even seen the fourth one. It's got like all I didn't different know there actors. Were four it ones. was like one of those weird like reboots, but it was so it's pretty good. That was I, always my favourite. I wanna say I don't hate this film by any measure. I just think it's overrated. Elf. Yes, oh, it's one yes. of Mitch's favourite Christmas films and he took me to the Moonlight Cinema last year to go see it and he loves it like he could almost recite it word for word. And I'm acknowledging it's an entertaining film. I don't quite understand the hype and it's one of those weird films where as the years go on, the hype only builds. I don't understand Elf either. Yeah. I quite enjoy it but on the idea of the Christmas hype, what I think it is is because there has been no good Christmas films mm. recently. So I feel like... Uh, as the, the years go on, the pool gets smaller, so we just feel more <laughs> affectionate towards the ones that aren't bad. It's so true. And it's like, where are the new good Christmas movies? Like, I think that's why everybody had such hope for last Christmas, because exactly. they were like, this is going to fill a void that's been empty for a little while. Like, we've all watched Love Actually in the Holiday a hundred times every year. What's next? And it's not going to be last Christmas, I don't That's why I was so disappointed it had all the good elements. British, which I think is on top. Agreed. Emma Thompson. Um, I know. Amelia Clark is great as well. It had all the Henry Golding. Henry Golding and I just Henry Golding's not a good actor. Sorry. I love he's Henry Golding. Such a me- he's so divine to look at, but he is a mediocre actor. But I don't mind mediocre acting. <laughs> like and I'm you've not got that jawline, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I am not gonna go see last Christmas. You've put me off it. I told you the end, that's why. <laughs> I was actually curious because Mum and I booked to see it at the Moonlight Cinema in Sydney just before Christmas. And we were going to go with my sister and mum and I, but I don't think it's going to stay in the cinemas until Christmas. That's why I was a bit oh. nervous about it. I was going to make a point before when you guys were talking about, about Love Actually that hit me. Love Actually was not successful when it first came no, exactly. out. exactly. Love Actually only had success in the years after when it kind of built this cult Christmas vibe. When it was in the box office, it only just like cut even and with what they what spent. that's what I was thinking about with, La, uh, with Last Christmas before I'd seen it. I was like, if this is just a, an average love story, this will carry on. Yeah. But it's beyond average love story. <laughs> like there's something else that happens that just like means it doesn't even qualify anymore. But I did think that with Last Christmas, I thought it's going to be canned as being shit, but it will have Carrie. I don't think this will have Carrie. We'll have to come back next <laughs> 10 years. And it's like the world's <laughs> most highest grossing like after cinema, <laughs> after cinema film. Oh, hi. Who is it? It's Carol Singers. When it comes to what you actually eat on Christmas Day, talk me through 
what is being served. Are you a Christmas lunch, Christmas dinner, Christmas breakfast with the pancakes? How do you kind of, what's the main Christmas meal? I always have Christmas lunch and I rotate every year between my mum's side of the family and my dad's side of the family. And I don't know how the logistics of that work and extend to their families too, but somehow it does that we're always just able to alternate. We always have lunch at about like, starts at 12.30, don't eat till about three. And it's always like everything, turkey, pork, ham, start with prawns and seafood at the start. Um, There's always Christmas pudding at the end. There's always chocolates at the end, but the hero is probably, I have to say, the ham. I I actually find, like, I don't mind turkey once a year, but I do think it's overrated. Interesting. I think turkey is overrated unless it's my mum's turkey. So... I, my Christmas is a little bit tricky now. My parents separated when I was 21 and anyone with separated parents would know that makes Christmas a really interesting time because you have double the things to go to. So at the moment, we're kind of trying to do a rotating roster. It has not been as clean as Zara's family has, but we do breakfast with Mitch's parents, which is always chocolate pancakes, yogurts. That like Mitch's mum just dominates Christmas meals, whether it's breakfast, lunch or dinner. She's like, this is mine and I will dominate it. She does an amazing, amazing breakfast. We go to my mum's family generally for lunch and then I go to my dad's family for dinner generally. It might change going forward. It's a lot. It's every Christmas is like so much traveling, so much driving, but I love it. I love that we don't do seafood i don't know why seafood doesn't feel very christmasy to me oh my god it feels so christmasy on a like a in a for a summer's christmas for interesting. sure we always do a potato salad that's like one of the key features my mum's potato salad goes off really really well and then my mum's turkey as well and desserts people have christmas pudding but i hate christmas pudding that's probably the one day of the year where i'll, where I'll like happily eat a pavlova I don't like pavlova generally, but Christmas Day I'll do it. What does your family do from Britain? Full on English. So seafood is a new addition, but it's strictly Christmas Eve. Yeah. Whereas the full hog on on Christmas Day is always lunch, like you said, about two o'clock. Smoked salmon to start with. Smoked salmon, lemon. So good. Then sometimes grandma's soup, but it's less suitable for, you know, 30 (laughs) degrees. So sometimes we skip that. And then it's turkey, ham is a new addition, two types of stuffing, sausages wrapped in bacon, pigs in blankets, Brussels sprouts, parsnips, and mashed carrot and swede, which sounds really strange, but it's delicious and gravy. That's very British. Last last year, because I I gear up for this, I have a solid serving and then I'll always go back for seconds or thirds. Last year, I actually fell asleep at the table after I ate, just like- (laughs) Oh my God. That's inspirational. Bravo. beautiful. You know how people are often asked what your last meal would be? Yes. That would be my last meal, my dad's Christmas dinner. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, I really like it. I'm like drooling already. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of how the day unfolds and traditions, I feel like everyone has different things that they do. Some people do Kris Kringle, some people do- all sorts of things. What's kind of the defining activity or is there anything that you've looked back on or when you've talked with someone else, you thought that's actually quite a strange thing that we do at Christmas? We do like a funny KK. So we take out the initials of our name, so MA for me, and we have to get a joke present. So some of the ones I've gotten across the years are just bizarre. We've always done that, but we've also like played things like bocce. Do you guys know yeah, what Yeah, yeah, we've done that too on Christmas. Is that like the ball? Yeah. And for weirdly enough, we did that for so many years in a row and we never played bocce on any other day, just Christmas Day. I think it was because the grandparents and stuff could get involved. If we're at my grandmother's house, though, we always go to the beach as well or we try to go to the beach, which is nice because she lives so close by. Yeah, beach is a big one for us as well sometimes, if it's warm enough and if the Christmas is at our house because we're close to the beach or my parents' house. Otherwise, when we used to wake in the morning, and mum still makes us do this, like she gets us 
our presents and puts them in this gigantic sack, which definitely doesn't feel many presents because she doesn't. We're like all adults. We only <laughs> like we don't need or want anything anymore. But she still demands we do it, and she makes us sit around the living room and like pull out a present one by one, and it has to be. She in still it. makes you do that. Well, I reckon she'll make us do it this year. Oh I'll keep God. you posted. A hundred percent reckon because she, she's like holds tight to this tradition, and because none of us all live together anymore, I think she still wants to do it. Aww. So we'll probably have to do it in like age order or something. So like my older brother will start and pull. But the funniest part is she had these like beautiful stockings made when I was tiny for my older brother, my older sister and me and they're all like personalised. And then my brother, my younger brother, has like the shittest like falling apart thing that she clearly <laughs> just picked up at Kmart at the last Black minute. Black sheep of the family. Yeah, yeah, because she realised that she didn't have a stocking for him. So that's a good thing that pulls out every single Christmas because we're like, oh my God. <laughs> Don't you love those like consistent inside <laughs> jokes that come out every single year? My family used to do pillowcases. Like we didn't get sacks. We I used think to Liam, I think Liam has cases. a pillowcase instead Christmas of a stocking. Christmas pillowcase or just yeah, a, a um, so my mum would just get a normal pillowcase and we would actually get sequins and it would be like a whole decoration <gasps> day where we could um, stick that. little like glitter things and make our own pillowcase that she would pull out every year. We don't still use them like Zara's family does. But hey, leave my mum alone. She <laughs> loves them. I love you, Trish. You're more than welcome to celebrate Christmas however you please. <laughs> of course she is. I saw a really funny thing on Twitter this morning. I think it was it's the editor of the Sunday Times in the UK was tweeting that her adult children or older teenage, I think they're 16 or 17, got really cross at her because she didn't buy them a chocolate advent calendar this year. Oh and I feel like there's something in it doesn't matter how old you are. Like I – where was I talking about? I think it was in my newsletter I did a shout-out to mum saying, don't forget to buy me my advent calendar. <laughs> so she's got me one for when I go to Sydney because my parents live in Sydney. But I went to get one this weekend, have been to three Coles <gasps> – and there are no sold out advent calendars. I was. Wow. I actually did think yesterday when it became the first of December that I needed one ASAP, but I can't find it. No, all gone. <sighs> what did you think they would make more than enough? You would think that would be such a huge product for them at Coles. They would order the, above and beyond what they would that's think. That's what I think. Need. I think there's been such a rush because it's not just children; wow. it's like all of us adults. Can I say? I know you asked for unpopular Christmas opinions later, but I've got one now. They Sometimes I think the chocolate in advent calendars from the supermarket oh, is so stale. Shit. It's so bad. And gross. I don't care though. But I eat it for the novelty of Absolutely. rather than the taste of. Like sometimes it takes a little bit for me to swallow them. <laughs> also, another unpopular opinion slash popular opinion, probably candy canes are even worse. <gasps> candy canes suck. Candy Brit, canes are think? awful. They're good for like a second, the novelty. No. You know what? I have vivid memories. Actually, I'm scarred by this. My parents got us jumbo candy canes when we were kids <laughs> and it was just before we went on a road trip to Sydney and there were four of them but they lasted for so long they were like these gross manky candy canes that we still have in like the first of January. See no one warns you that candy canes kind of melt. Disgusting. Well I don't know but they get all sticky. Like you know, the when saliva aspect of it. Yuck. Yeah. Nah sorry Britta's not into it. No. So do you have advent cal calendars? Is that something you do or not? Yeah I was actually thinking this year that I wanted to go a bit highbrow with my advent calendar and buy one of like like the fabric ones and then fill it with my own personal chocolates. Oh my God. I know, like a little bit extra, but maybe I should do it at the office and then Michelle will start stealing them and realise the beauty of it. I really love the rise of beauty advent calendars. Yes, Those are is really cool. Mecca Maxima's got one, Clever, I think. And right? It's such a good idea. Expensive, but such a fun idea. We don't do advent calendars, but we still do stockings where every Christmas my mum fills it with like chocolate and deodorant and like 
little Socks, toiletries yeah, and stuff that we nice. need, which is really cute. So my there was sweet. one year um, <laughs> I got to like the 24th of December and my sister's advent calendar hadn't been touched and I was baking <laughs> something for the next day. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just like empty all of the chocolates and melt them down for my cake. And she came out and cracked it because apparently she eats all 24 chocolates on the 24th <laughs> of December. So she says... <laughs> Anyway, that's bullshit, Mia. Yeah. That's not true at all. <laughs> that's how I kind of wanted to get. I wanted to get two advent calendars, one for me, one for my boyfriend, because he is away until the 13th. So oh I was like, God, brilliant. Two weeks. Hash in on that extra. But shot me in the foot. <laughs> okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I feel like when you when it comes to like Christmas movies and stuff and stories, there's always like the tales of Christmases gone wrong or when things haven't gone to plan. I can't I dread to think of the time that I will have to start cooking Christmas dinner because like the coordination of all those things. I had a Christmas in July and August for my birthday. And thank God my sister, who was studying to be a chef, was there because I could get prep all the stuff, but when it came to like timings, I was like, <laughs> put my hands up. I was like, Helia, please fix it. I find it quite stressful cooking generally. Like I'm not a good cook. And I find it, you know, a lot of people say they find cooking really calming after work. I couldn't think of anything worse than spending an hour or two cooking because it stresses me out. So that'll be interesting as well because I don't do or demand much of the cooking at Christmas time. Like I'll help, like I might do the vegetables or something, but that's not hard to do. I feel like that will be hard. In terms of Christmas is going wrong, I can't actually think of one that's been a disaster. That's good. There I was think, yeah. one that my grandmother, bless her soul, always brings up with us because I think it was a disaster for her, but I was a kid at the yeah. time. We used to go to my auntie's beach house and we had been swimming all day and apparently like we would always go to auntie's house then afterwards go to my dad's mum's house, my grandmother. And one Christmas we got so burnt. I'm pretty sure I had heat stroke. And apparently <laughs> oh all gosh. of us kids just rocked up at her door at like 5 p.m. Oh. looking like we were going to pass out just like bright red. <laughs> like and she was like, movie. Christmas is ruined. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so sad. I think one thing to be very grateful for, and obviously this doesn't change for everyone. A lot of people work shift work or in jobs that mean that they still have to work at Christmas. But one of the great things about growing up, if you're going into a normal nine to five career, and if you worked in retail, is that you no longer have to work the Christmas retail. So oh true. I did work one Christmas actually at Mamma Mia. And I wasn't supposed to. I was on call. And they were like, oh, you won't have to work. But then, and I'm not saying that I was the one who was bad off by this. this it was like horrible. They had bushfires. So we had to come on and write about it. But yeah, Christmas is where you have to work. I really admire anyone who has to work over Christmas. My sister is a nurse and my um, future brother-in-law is a paramedic. And it sucks that they have to go and do that. But yeah. Pretty lucky that we don't have to. It's incredibly lucky that we don't have to. And it's probably not a conversation that people have enough about like my Christmas has been pretty easy because neither of my parents work shift work. Like they do work a nine to five job and that's been really nice to have that time for all of us to come together without those interruptions. But I don't think they get enough credit, people that do. It'd be so much time. Anyone working over the festive period, particularly nurses and people in hospitals and stuff, I think are incredible. It's a lot and I don't think they get paid enough either to do it. So no, absolutely. And we yeah. The world wouldn't function if people were so. Christmas hats off to everyone who yeah. gives up time to look after others at Christmas. 100%. Christmas hats off. Christmas I love that one, Brittis. <laughs> I need that on a T-shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I just quickly did want to mention on the topic of Father Christmas that you guys are also 
have kind of turned into Father Christmas or Santa yourself this year. <laughs> oh my goodness. At Shameless, you're obviously doing the 12 days of yeah. Christmas. Does it feel good? It feels great. We haven't chosen any of the winners or contacted any of the winners yet. So for those who aren't across it, we decided to do like a 12 day of Christmas giveaways on the Shameless Instagram so that every day we'd have a prize to give away. And we're working with like some amazing brands and there are some like killer prizes. And it's like such Mecca a- Mecca gave away $2,000 worth. Of it's like product. such a win-win thing. Like it's nice to be able to do it. It's nice for people to be able to win. Like it's- it's literally everyone wins. Like we get to dress up as an elf and Mrs. Claus <laughs> and we get to like pick people to win prizes and it's pretty easy to enter. You just tag your friend in the comment and follow both of the accounts and it's kind of like everyone gets in this festive spirit. I think with the first one that we did yesterday with Mecca, it was like 6,000 people entered. So it's pretty exciting. Like people, people are getting involved. And people love free stuff. People love winning stuff. So what better way to do it than at Christmas? The only thing I'm disappointed about, and this is an assumption, you may be doing this are you hand delivering the presents dressed up in said <laughs> costumes with sacks? No, because we don't want to discriminate. That's we want true. anyone around Australia to win, whether you're in Darwin or Dubbo. I know so it's unfair because we look great in those Christmas <laughs> costumes. <laughs> They're actually just over there in the office, oh, Brett. Yeah. We spent an, a ridiculous amount of money on those outfits. Cost per wear. Cost if you wear them wear. for the next decade. 100%. Also, it's like $10 know. a wear. <laughs> more thing before we go. I thought of one more unpopular Christmas opinion. Will go you take it. it? Hit us with it. So yesterday I was cooking and I was putting on Christmas carols, of course. And I was like a classic album is Michael Bublé's Christmas album. Overrated. I would much prefer to go to a Spotify playlist that is the best Christmas hits. Ooh. Have you Mariah or Michael? Michael Bublé. No, no, no. But would you pick Mariah or Michael? 100%. Michael Bublé tried to do All I Want for Christmas and it's like this slow, mellow thing. Yeah, but... Haven't you... You haven't listened to Michael... I, well, Michael Bublé comes on all the time. I haven't listened to his album. His Christmas his, album. It's his like the Christmas most famous thing he's ever come on done. all the time. <laughs> Some are good. What do you think, Britta? You know what threw me off? Tell Talking me. about Michael Bublé because obviously Michelle... I reckon you were probably single-handedly responsible for <laughs> Michael Bublé's perfume sales in Australia over the last few Like, weeks. there's no doubt about I'm it. I'm just going to put it out there. I am gobsmacked that nobody from Michael Bublé's team or Chemist Warehouse, Chemist Warehouse reached out to be like, would you guys like some free perfume? I'm like, no, I don't want free perfume. I want to be the ambassador <laughs> of this perfume brand. Like, I'm stunned because the number of people who have bought that perfume. So many people all in our Facebook group. And people saying, like, it's now sold they've, out. they've seen them at the counter. Yeah. Like, people are merchandising based off your thing. I'm so shocked. Like, some of the things we've mentioned on the podcast that have not had this ripple reaction have not, like, have like we've had the brands reach out and be like, work with us, let's do a sponsorship, whatever. Nothing from Michael Bublé. See, Bublé I even tagged us. him. Do you know why? Because his Christmas album is so... Like popular, <laughs> popular and well streamed that he doesn't need his perfume, which brings me back to my original point. His Christmas album is overrated. <laughs> I disagree with that, but you need to have an in conversation next. Bublé is coming in January is or he? something. He's he? doing a concert. Or maybe he December. better that thank be me awesome. for all these uh, perfume sales we're giving him. I'm just going to launch my own perfume. <laughs> Why not? Michelle Bublé. I <laughs> One more thing before we go. Because I'm very grateful for your A Very Moody Christmas recommendation, I would like to trade <gasps> one of my own. Give it know, to me. Have you watched Gavin and Stacey? No. No. All right. You need to rectify that immediately. There are two two seasons or three seasons all on Stan. They are doing a Christmas special, which is a 10-year reunion. Is this, this James Christmas, Corden? James Corden. But oh. the 2008 Gavin and Stacey Christmas special, I've probably watched that five times this year already. <sighs> I watched it yesterday. Oh. Where do lie. I find it? On Stan. Stan. It is, you can start, you could start at the beginning if you want to save time, just go for the Christmas special. Yep. It is the best. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Is it something you can watch with your boyfriend? Yes, very much so. 
the whole series. I there accept that trade. Yes. Thank you very much, Brittany. So generous, Brittany. Also selfish because there is this snippet of James Corden saying, It's Christmas! It's Christmas! That I really want to use in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and without context, it sounds strange. <laughs> I love that. But it is genuinely good. Michelle and Zara, thank you so much for joining me for a Christmas binge. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Brit. Hooray! <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Christmas Binge. I hope you enjoyed it and are feeling a bit more in the festive spirit after listening. A very special thank you to Michelle and Zara for sharing their Christmas memories and traditions. You can find out how to follow and hear more from them in the show notes of this episode. And as I mentioned earlier, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review. It really helps other people find the podcast and spreads the Christmas cheer. And I have it on good authority that if you would like to get on Santa's nice list, you should send this podcast to a friend or recommend to a work colleague or a stranger in the street. I'm not fussed. And you can also share that you are listening by taking a screenshot and posting it on your Instagram story. Just tag me at a Christmas binge so I can see. A reminder that I also have a prettier podcast, Beauty Island, where I ask interesting people in beauty and beyond, so beauty editors, makeup artists, brand founders, about the eight beauty products that they take with to a desert island. Along the way, we learn more about their life, career, and the people and events that have shaped them into who they are today. I've talked to the founders of some of the biggest local and international beauty brands, the top beauty editors, we've had some ex-Vogue editors, and so much more. So if you would like to listen, you can find the link in the show notes or search Beauty Island on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Bear with me, I am almost done for more Christmas goodness. Until next week's episode, you can follow me on Instagram at Christmas Binge, where I'm sharing behind the scenes from Eat the Episodes, copious Christmas memes, and more Christmas trivia and polls and quizzes. A final reminder that for anyone who finds Christmas difficult or lonely or just different to the perspectives that we've talked about today, please know that you're not alone and I would love to hear from you if you feel comfortable sharing. Please get in touch with your thoughts on anything we've talked about or anything Christmas related. Email me beautyislandpodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, bye-bye. Enough now.